Hello, everybody. It's Kevin Bull again. You are on the Insurable Podcast, where we're going to talk about tips and tricks to save you money on your insurance program. Broadcasting from beautiful Lamar, Missouri in October of 2021. We're in the middle of football season. That's always a great thing. And uh, got some beautiful fall weather headed our way. So in today's episode, which is episode, um, we'll call it two. We had an intro that was just about 10 minutes long. But uh, episode two, we're going to talk about the different ways you can purchase insurance So the distribution channels that are out there and then some other things you should ask yourself and bluntly ask the agent that you could possibly be working with um, as to why they should be, you should be doing business with them, why they should be helping you out. So to start off, we're going to talk about the distribution channels. Traditionally, there are three of them. Um, There's the direct channel, the captive channel and the independent channel. And uh, now some Some of those are now hybrids these days, Uh, but in essence, you're you're still getting one experience, and we'll talk why that is important for you and your family. So to start it off, we're going to go from, in my opinion, worst to the best. Now, preface this, this by saying I have worked in two of these channels. I have been in a captive insurance agency. And I currently own an independent insurance agency. There's a variety of reasons why we went from captive to independent. And I'll explain why I personally believe um, with some bias, but why I did it um, with the independent channel is the best place for you to buy your insurance. So to start off, we're going to talk about the direct channel. Um, you're going to know these uh, progressive sells direct, although they, they're a hybrid. They sell through independence as well. Uh, Geico root insurance. These are the companies that you're seeing on TV day and night. They have billion dollars, B billion dollar ad budgets, uh, which I would question that from the beginning as well of why are you spending a billion dollars on ads versus helping me with my rate? But, Instead of having an agent, you go online, you call into a marketing center uh, where there's hundreds of people working, and that's where you purchase your insurance. There are some extreme downfalls. Now, there's an upside that it can be easy. It's, you know, 11 o'clock at night. It's not like you're going to find an insurance agent on the phone or walk into their office, whereas most of these carriers are open 24-7. That's the upside. That's about it. The downside is going to be you do not have a trusted advisor at all. Okay. You're calling into a person that you don't know. They don't know you. You don't know them. Um, You don't know if you align with each other. um, You're never going to probably speak with that person ever again. You're always going to call into a call center, speak with somebody different. You build no rapport with who you're working with in the direct channel. If you have a claim, you don't have an agent to call for advice. You have no advocate and um, you're, you're on your own. There is a reason that us as insurance agents are licensed. Um, We're supposed to know enough to help you out and get continuing education to further our own careers. 
Most of these people in call center, this isn't a long-term deal. You're dealing with somebody, they have a license now, then they're gone. Um, they're not going to have the knowledge to tell you, you know, is this a claim worth pursuing or not? Um, they're not going to be able to give you advice. All they know is sell this one and hang up the phone as fast as possible to pick up the next call. Okay. And a lot of the times in these channels, this direct channel, or sorry, yeah, direct channel, you're maybe speaking with somebody that's not even licensed at all. They get you on the phone, they collect, you know, your information, and then they raise their hand or press a button, and then somebody behind the scenes who's actually licensed comes in and says, okay, and presses the button. So your best interest is not being looked after. These companies tend to be going for the uh, lowest common denominator, which is price, which price is important, but price doesn't make a difference if you wreck your car and you didn't have the coverages that you needed or your home burns down and you didn't have the correct coverages. That's why you should always have an agent. So direct channel is the worst channel. Up next will be your captive channel. Again, there's some hybrids here as well, um, but traditionally captive means they sell for one brand. So State Farm, Shelter, American Family, and that's all they know. They have one auto policy. They have one boat policy. They have one business owner's policy. They have you know one policy for the toys, and that's it. That's their flavor. So that's akin to going to Baskin-Robbins. Instead of having 31 flavors, you're going in there because they have vanilla, and that's it. Now, as a pro, the captive uh, channel, they tend to do a good job of training their agents on how to sell. Um, they should know their product fairly well because it's the only product that they have. That's also their downfall. So naturally they think the product they have that they're selling is the best product because that's the only product they know. They really don't know what else is out on that marketplace besides theirs. The only time that they'll get that knowledge base is if they've been working for a long time and they understand uh, other insurance companies' policies. So there's good and bad in the captive. You'll find a lot of captive agents. Um, that's where the most insurance agents start is in the captive channel. And some will stay there. Some will decide that maybe the grass is greener on the other side uh, in the independent world. Um, but in that captive channel, um, the insurance company, they're providing a lot of marketing for them. They've got the big name that you see on TV or the stadium naming rights and things like that. So, um, you know, again, you've got State Farm and their celebrities on commercials. You got the EMU with Liberty Mutual and their commercials and good hands with Allstate and their commercials. So, again, very large ad budgets. Um, every day they're hammering you with uh, commercials. The other thing about the captive uh, model that rubbed me the wrong way, and one of the reasons that we got rid of that, is here's you know big brand name. For our case, it was Farmers. So there's the big billboard, and then our name real low below that. Okay, small print. So big company logo, small print, here's who we are. In the captive world, 
the insurance company tends to own the business and the agent works for the company. So they're, the agents are building a big business for the insurance carrier. Uh, not all of them are, are 100% that way, but generally that's the case. Um, so, you know, big brand doesn't really care where you buy your insurance or what agency. They just want to see business go to big brand. At the end of the day, that's what they care about. The last distribution channel that we'll touch on, and again, with bias, my favorite, is the independent channel. So some of these companies do advertise. You'll see it a little bit. Um, Most of it is more regional. Um, So again, Progressive, they have a direct side, but they also have an independent side. It's actually two different companies um, rolled up into one. That sounds strange, but it's two different writing companies up to the parent carrier of Progressive. Um, but what, as an independent, lets me do, you know, we have companies such as Safeco, Nationwide, Travelers, Progressive, um, Encompass, Allstate. So I don't have just one policy. I have a multitude of policies to work with. So whenever I have a, a home buyer come in, I can take a look at their needs. Are you a first-time home buyer? Um, you know, are you buying a hundred thousand dollar house or are you buying a million dollar house? Because I have those options, I don't have to have a cookie cutter policy. So if I go back to the captive channel, the hundred thousand dollar house is going to go on the same policy as the million dollar house. The coverages that are there for the hundred thousand dollar house are probably fine. The coverages that are lacking on the more expensive house are drastic missing and will cause a problem if you ever have a claim. So in the independent world, I have options. I have choices. I'm Baskin Robbins, but I have 31 flavors and maybe a few more in the back. So we can look at your program and say, okay, do we want to bundle this all together? Because we hear that on TV all the time, bundle, bundle, bundle. Does that save money? In some cases, yes. The better option is let's bundle it within the agency. Maybe your auto insurance, you're better off with company A and the home at company B. And a lot of those companies let us still intermix discounts back and forth. We have the ability to do that. We also have the strategic ability of if rates get out of line with company A, where your home's been for three or four years, we can take a look at companies B, C, and D and shop your insurance and find you a new rate. With the direct channel or the captive channel, they still have just their one policy. So it tends to be if they're going to get you a better rate, most likely they're either raising a deductible or reducing coverages. So they have their one option. The independent channel has many. The other thing that becomes a problem that we see quite regularly, um, a couple weeks ago I had three of these hit my desk in the same week of they're with insurance company, a large one, Aaron Rodgers has a rate there apparently. Um, And they all have the same problem. They have been with them one as long as 60 years and they were getting canceled due to their claims history. Now, not all of those were paid claims and not all those were serious claims. Now an insurance company is going to take a hard look at a few different types of claim, you know, fire claim, theft claims, water claims, 
Usually there's some issues that led to those. But one of them had three wind claims uh, over the years, over five years. And it had paid out a less less than $3,000 in the claims. And they're canceling this, this person. A 60-year customer that they have made how much money off of. And, you know, because they only had that one option, she was forced to shop. Fortunately, she came to me, said, hey, can you work with me? Can you fix my problem? Not only did we, you know, we shop it with all our carriers, we ended up saving her money. So the independent agent, if there's a problem that arises with a carrier, we have other options to go back and look on. If a rate comes up with a carrier, we have other options. We use comparative raters. That means your information's in our system. We hit a button. Here's your new rate. So we can see, hey, this year you're with this company at your renewal. We can shop it. You know what? You're still you're still um, in the best place if you stick with where you're at. Or we can make a suggestion you need to move. It's also in the independent world. We're always gaining new carriers. As our businesses grow, we can bring in more carriers and feed them to where we can get more what's called contracts in our business. So those are the three channels. Again, I think the independent is the best, and a lot of people agree with that. The last thing that I would touch on is knowing the experience of your agent. It can scare you um, how easy it can be to get a insurance license. The test really isn't that hard. Um, personally, whenever I took my property and casualty test, now again, I grew up around the industry, so I was a little bit ahead in that game, but when I took that test, I walked in and it's, you know, 100, 150 questions, something like that. I, I don't remember. It's been several years ago now, but I walk in, I take the test. I'm done in less than 30 minutes. I walk out. Um, these are like the Sylvan learning centers where, you know, they're monitoring you. There's somebody behind a glass window watching you. Um, some of them you have to wear headphones so you can't hear anything. I was the only one in there and I had to wear headphones. Had to put my keys and my phone and all this in a locker before I went into the testing room. But 30 minutes, I'm out. And the uh, test proctor looks at me and goes, oh, did you just guess on everything? And I had taken a few other type tests like that before um, when I was an adjuster. And I said, just hit your button and see what my score is. And I'd only missed like two, two questions. He's like, dang. I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, I've, I've done this for a while. This isn't exactly new to me. There's So it, it's not that hard. But there's a lot of agents that after they pass that test, they do not learn anything new. They don't try. All they want to do is sell a policy, sell a policy, sell a policy. They might not even know what that policy says. They do not know the ins and outs. So, Find an agent who has experience. Find an agent who's been around for a few years. Ask them questions. What if this happens? They should be able to answer those questions fairly quickly unless you really throw them a good curveball. Ask about their expertise. Is this an agent that really does personal lines or is this an agent that's a commercial agent that dabbles in personal lines? You, you want to find somebody that they really know what they're doing and what they're talking about. Um, and in the independent world, there's a lot of different flavors of that. So you might have what you would call a, a boutique agency. So they might be small and only cater 
uh, to a certain clientele. I know agents that um, if you're not writing every line of business with them, they're not going to write anything at all for you. You're going to run into agencies that have minimum limits that they'll write. So the state has their minimum limits, but the agency say may say, no, we only start here. And if you don't fit that mold, you're not going to do business with us. Um, they're just trying to find the ideal client for their agency. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. We have some of those minimum limits within our agency as well. Um, so find somebody that's got expertise. They know what they're doing with those policies. Um, if an agent isn't talking about liability limits and why that might be more important than the actual um, coverage that may be on the house, uh, I would pause there. They need to be going through those scenarios and not just, hey, you know, the mortgage says you need 150000 on the house. Here's this. See you next time. Um, they need to be having that conversation with you, educating you why you might need to look at um, a better policy than what the, the minimum uh, needs to be for a home. And you need to find someone that also brings up the topic of life insurance, uh, especially for new home buyers. If they're just getting that home sale moving on and that's it, they're doing you a great disservice. And then find an agent that is also involved with their community. Find somebody that is working with the youth sports. Find somebody that um, actually lives in your town. There's a lot of agencies where um, the owner is not around. So you're you're paying all this money to this agency. That money is leaving town, um, whereas there's a lot of agents, and that could be out of state, but or not out of, well, you get out of country these days, but a lot of them are out of state. Uh, or find you an agent that, you know, they're firmly rooted in their community and surrounding areas, uh, you know, again, helping out with youth sports, helping out with community events and fundraisers. They're involved with the Chamber of Commerce they're involved with the different civic groups. That way, um, you know that they're invested in the community that you live in, and they're you know investing in your own kids, your own future. They're going to be there with you in the long haul. So, there's a few things to think about um, besides just you know a mortgage broker saying, "Hey, you need to go get an insurance policy." You need to ask, why should I be doing business with this agency? So again, look at the distribution channel. Um, do they have my best interests at heart? Are they truly shopping my insurance? Or are they only giving me the option that they have? Um, and then and lastly, like we just touched on, find someone that is in their community. They're helping out um, your family in the long run, not just selling you a policy. They're actually giving back. So that's all for today. The next episode, uh, we're going to touch on a few other things in the home buying process before we move on to our next topic. I'm glad you listened. If you like what you heard, if, the, if there was something in here that you heard that you can take away and it's going to help you out, um, hit that like button, share it. it. It'll help us out in the future. I know this is not the most exciting topic in the world insurance, but it's something that we all have to deal with. And if we can educate everybody on here's the why, here's the how, and here is, you know, what is best for your family and know what the issues are before you have a claim, you're always going to be in a much better position. So thanks for listening. This is Kevin, and I will talk to you later.